G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Uh, Let's get underway uh, a bit of an update on something uh, significant that's happened overnight in Tasmania. A bid to legalise voluntary euthanasia has failed in the Tasmanian lower house and parliamentarians, they spent hours outlining reasons for and against the legislation and a conscience vote late last night, defeated the move. Uh, Let's get some insights. Ashley Saunders, the National Director of Family Voice Australia, joining us. Hello, Ashley. Welcome back to 2020. Yes. Ashley, you've been following this issue, and uh, and, uh, in previous weeks we've been talking about euthanasia bills coming to various parliaments around the nation. There was one voted down narrowly in South Australia, and Victoria has been uh, tinkering with the idea. And uh, last night, though, uh, Tasmania decided to vote one down. Yes, they did, and uh, 16 votes to eight. And uh, what it shows is that there is legitimate concern in society about uh, changing from do no harm to actually authorising doctors to legally kill somebody. And um, even though it's put on the basis of compassion, um, we want to argue and we have argued that it is in fact not compassionate. And uh, one of the things I guess that highlights that is to even look at the idea of some doctor who's in training and uh, who learns in the morning how to save lives and, and then perhaps is in the afternoon taught how to take a life and what young doctor would we like to be going through that process and what um, sick person or older person do we really believe um, has a life that's not as valuable as somebody else's so Uh, There are no safeguards, and we're really pleased with what happened in Tasmania last night. Uh, It was a conscience vote in the Tasmanian lower house last night. How how significant is it, Ashley, uh, when uh, we hear of the the Liberal Premier, Will Hodgman? He was one of those who opposed the bill. Uh, This is a significant thing, isn't it, about the leaders of whichever party might have power, uh, that there is a significant sway when the leader holds a opposition to a bill like that. Do you think uh, that's an, it's been an important factor in, uh, in what's happened in Tasmania? Well, it's certainly a factor. And um, uh, one, of the, one of the realities of a conscience vote is that um, people are intended to vote according to their conscience. But at the same time, um, how do I vote? Who, what argument am I impressed by? What side of the case uh, uh, impresses me most or concerns me most? And certainly when people of stature, when people of leadership take a stance, that can be influential in some cases. And of course, when we talk conscience votes, uh, MPs are lobbied on every side. And, uh, and so their conscience is 
uh, up for grabs in a battle for hearts and minds. And oftentimes that happens and, and then uh, is said to reflect the general populace. Uh, but of course, uh, the, the amount of lobbying that goes on, it, it's important to actually have the lobbying for, uh, for a Christian position in these things. And I just honour you for what good work you do, Ashley Saunders, in presenting all sorts of uh, submissions to uh, inquiries and, uh, and uh, you're involved in the lobbying process and this sort of thing as well. Uh, and we had our state director, Jim Collins, uh, in the Tasmanian parliament uh, yesterday. And uh, so for him to be physically on hand, for him to be um, in the parliament, for him to be praying for those who are involved and for uh, us and our supporters to be praying both for him and for the parliament, um, I think uh, the power of prayer should not be underestimated. Ashley, another issue and the one that is dominating the headlines still, and of course uh, talking about the uh, terror incident in Manchester earlier this week, uh, just uh, an opportunity for your own impressions and uh, how you felt about uh, that latest bombing and uh, how you feel like Aussies might be affected by that news. Uh, I guess I respond partly um, as a a parent and I, I need to say that when I heard the news the other day, um, it really affected me because I'm conscious that I have teenage daughters and I'm conscious that my teenage daughters would have wanted to be at that concert if uh, they were in the in city. And, um, and so as a, as a parent, it really hit me. Um, as a Christian uh, in a position of leadership, what it does is it highlights the fragility of life, that life... Uh, for all of our safeguards, for all of our standard of living, that life is fragile, that life is not in our hands, that we rely upon the living God even for the breath that we breathe, that our life is not in our hands, that life is fragile. And uh, for me, as a Christian in a position of leadership, it highlights the importance of bringing the good news, the hope of Jesus Christ uh, to a nation that desperately needs him. Let's talk through another issue too. Uh, the One Nation Party, a little embattled at this time. Of course, there were some explosive uh, tape recordings that were released uh, that showed that uh, some party figures were discussing how to make money out of a state election. And uh, I think we were even talking about that uh, last week on the segment uh, that we were discussing. But there's, uh, there's new mud being flown at One Nation. And uh, another staffer, in fact, arrested yesterday. Uh, your thoughts on, on what might be happening within the One Nation Party? Or, or even wider in the political process. One of the things that we need to do is respect uh, investigations that police need to make. and We need to respect court processes uh, when charges are laid uh, against persons. In terms of the political process more generally, um, I guess it's it's really hard when... As a party, you really want the headline and you want the sensational headline. You sometimes attract the sensational headline for the wrong reason. And and so there are some political parties that um, like to come across always as sound and reasonable and logical. There are others that, that like to be more sensational. And rightly or wrongly, the One Nation Party has certainly attracted a whole lot of sensational headlines uh, over the years. And frankly, while ever it exists, I expect it always will. And another issue, uh, just to top things off, and an interesting one ethically, because here in Australia we have uh, quite a significant drinking culture. 
and uh, some reflection on a report that's come out of the United States, some new research that concludes that drinking the equivalent of one small glass of wine, beer or other alcohol a day, uh, which is measured in around about 10 grams of alcohol, linked to an increased cancer risk of 5% for premenopausal women and 9% for postmenopausal women. Uh, when research like this sort of thing comes out, Ashley, uh, and uh, we recognise that we have a drinking culture in, Austra- in Australia and, and that even within the church there's uh, different ideas about uh, the consumption of alcohol, uh, when we have a, a new, new research that, that, that emerges like this, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, we need to know about it. When research comes out, it's very important that if it's credible, peer-reviewed research, as uh, this one seems to be, it really is important that we as a nation know about that and that we're able to take those risk factors into account in making decisions. And uh, and you said that Australia has a drinking culture, and it certainly does. Uh, I was raised in a Christian home by parents who didn't drink, and uh, I guess one of my regrets is that it wasn't even talked about. It was simply that Christians don't drink. And uh, and I know some people who've been raised in those kinds of homes, and the absence of a conversation means that they're more willing to experiment um, in bad ways once they get to an age of doing that. Um, the fact that we have a drinking culture doesn't mean that we ought to um, let these studies fly under the radar. Um, there is some evidence to suggest that a small amount of alcohol might be uh, helpful in some uh, medical cases, and this study suggests that even a small amount of alcohol on a regular basis can be negative uh, in the case of increased cancer risk for women. And uh, we certainly need to know that. Uh, we, we need to be able to make informed decisions, and that's really what research is all about. It should inform public policy, it should inform uh, media commentary, and it should inform the decisions that we make as individuals and as families. I imagine too, Ashley, the idea of being a discerning Christian. I, I guess that uh, gift of discernment that we sometimes talk about is something that develops uh, in us over years and there's growing wisdom uh, to be able to discern the difference between what is, as you say, good evidence-based peer-reviewed research uh, and the sort of propaganda that might come out, the sort of uh, issues uh, that are raised by spin doctors on behalf of an alcohol industry, uh, in this, as in this case, uh, that there may be. Uh, the ability to discern and to actually make an informed decision because uh, you've thought through the issue carefully and you've made a wise decision about what you do with alcohol yourself. Uh, that's the sort of thing I imagine that what maturity as a Christian leads you to. And we need to recognise the, uh, the role of the Holy Spirit in that and I pray regularly for myself uh, for a spirit of wisdom for a spirit of discernment in terms of the personal choices that I make and in terms of um, those um, choices that I make in, in a family or, or in an institutional capacity. And um, it really can be very hard to distinguish between something that is propaganda and something that is credible uh, research. And um, that's where a strong media is really important in a free society. And I know we spoke about this a few weeks ago that a free society really depends upon a free, a free media and a strong free media. Um, and so over the years, revelations come out that you know, this particular study some years ago was paid for by 
the tobacco lobby or was paid for by the sugar industry or something like that. And it can be really hard for people um, who are individuals and consumers of products and consumers of news even to work out the truth from something that's propaganda. Uh, we really need uh, to pray that there would be a strong and uh, fearless uh, media presence uh, in our society um, as a safeguard of freedoms and as a safeguard of, um, I guess, helping us make those decisions between propaganda and research. Ashley Saunders, always appreciate your fine balance and attention to the details when it comes to the issues we discuss, those things that are big issues that are facing the nation. And uh, uh, great insights again today. I'll point people to the Family Voice Australia website, fava.org.au. Ashley Saunders, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's great to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.